coming out of uh, the pandemic, everybody learned lessons, and, and all of us do business or operate our lives somewhat differently. That's especially true for entrepreneurs. Catherine Monson is an entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. She's the CEO of Propelled Brands, which you know better as Fast Signs or My Salon Suite or My Favorite Nerds to Go. Catherine Monson joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, it's good to be with you again. So I want to check back. So I saw a piece that you wrote, and I guess this was for all your, you've got, what, 950 locations now of all these different franchise franchises you have. But it's five pandemic lessons for businesses and communities. So what did you learn? Well, I think the I still have to come back to one of the most important things in anything is leadership, right? I think it's important for leaders to be thinking about what could happen and being thinking, you know, one of my favorite things, quotes is to say, expect the best, prepare for the worst and capitalize on what comes. And that became our mantra during during the pandemic. And in my weekly uh, connect with Catherine conference calls with the 800 Fast Signs franchisees, we consistently talked about and we started and ended every session with expect the best, prepare for the worst and capitalize on what comes. But I think what really, really brought value for many franchisees and probably I'm going to guess every franchise network or most is there's real value in a network, a franchise network. It could also be a local business network. But when you have multiple brains working to solve the same challenge, it's a really, really powerful thing. And so we actually created during the pandemic, kind of a flywheel where we were having weekly video calls with the whole network, which we also recorded and sent out the next morning to everybody. So if you were busy and you couldn't be on it, you got the value. We set up a, an email address that you know was just for franchisees to tell us COVID success stories. And we got those in the next week's conference call. So there was this flywheel of we might come up with the idea a franchisee makes it better or franchisee A comes up with an idea, we share it, franchisee B makes it better, we share it with everybody again. But it was that value of the network, of the franchise network working together. And at the same time, I was chair of the International Franchise Association and we were doing a very similar thing, sharing ideas. We had two or three different webinars a week for International Franchise Association members, the franchisors, the franchisees, and the suppliers. And we'd share best practices and open the mic so anybody in the audience could share something. And that network, that having a, a group of people that are working together to solve common challenges is really, really yeah. powerful. I, I so. would think one of the biggest challenges was keeping a workforce together. I, I, some, you know, you had to shut down people have to eat so they had to get jobs and in, in, in some cases had to, had to leave but the way you hang on to your your employees so you could so you can come back and that's still a challenge i gather well there certainly is a, a labor shortage and there's no question but you know we if we think about what was then fast signs international and we've since added two brands since the beginning of of covid and become propelled brands with three brands underneath but um, you know, we st I started to see a real issue. I was afraid. I have a good, good friend who runs a large company in China, and he was saying it's coming. It's going to lock you down. So in February, I tasked my IT department with making sure that we had enough stuff so every employee, all 190 that worked for us at that time, could work at home and had cameras, microphones, large monitors, laptops, boom. And so when we shut down on that faded Monday in March, 
we had people come in. I mean, I, everybody came in because we hadn't, you know, they were what's going to happen. And we they walked home with, you know, cameras, microphones, large monitors, laptops, if they're used to using a desktop. And we had them up yeah. and ready to go. We're a, you know, a Google workspace shop. We have Ring Central for audio and video. And so we were able to have our people be safe when we didn't know what was going on working from home. And likewise, we put a similar thing together for our Fast Lines franchisees who are also on Google Workspace. So that gives them video, chat, all that kind of stuff. And only what would be considered the workers that had to be in the centers to actually produce work would be in the location. The door was locked. Graphics said on the door, you know, only open by, you know, email and and and, and telephone, you know, no right. interaction with people. But because we were helping essential businesses communicate, uh, and hospitals were changing their signage and their 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 directional stuff. Almost weekly. So if not, fast signs actually could flourish at a time like we we absolutely flourished. I mean, yes, we had a you know 15 days of a, of a real softening in sales, but we were right back up there. We ended the year only down, uh, up 2.2 percent. And so while there was that initial shock, then we were there helping essential businesses you know, communicate and direct and inform. Yeah. And so that was really great for you us. Know, remember, I would, we talked right in the middle of COVID. And I guess you all had just brought on this Nerds to Go, which is kind of like, I guess, Geek Squad for Best Buy. But it seemed like the most logical move I've ever seen. But you could send all your employees out of there with cameras and Wi-Fi connections and stuff like that. But if you don't know how to install it, you need somebody to come to your house and do it. How is that exactly. business post-COVID? Is that still Well, small? I'll tell you, you know, it, it is a great business. It was a great business before COVID because small businesses need outsourced CIO or outsourced VP of IT, right? If you think of a typical small business with 8 or 10 or 12 or 15 employees, they cannot have afford to have a chief information officer or a VP of IT. But then COVID made it even better because we were helping people in their home have that connectivity and be able to conduct work. Um, and now we're back with most people working in their offices. There are certain parts of the country where that is not the case. Uh, I know that that is, you know, there's certain, you know, New York City has not come back. Uh, but I, the traffic seems pretty bad here in Dallas. <laughs> so I think yeah, most people no, it does. But I mean, are you finding you're, you're accommodating? Because some people found that they could work well at home. And in some cases, corporations realized they didn't need as much, you know, overhead because people could work very effectively from home. Well, we, um, we have grown significantly since COVID started. Uh, if all of my team members now wanted to come back and be in the office every day of the week, I have no place to put them. No I'd have kidding. to stack them on top of each other. So we do have a hybrid working. We have a lot of folks who live in Dallas that do not come into the office every day. We've got a whole hoteling area in our office so that you can reserve a workspace ahead of time. Uh, but And so we do have a lot of people that will continue to work primarily from home. But we've also added the My Salon Suite and Salon Plaza franchises since that time. And Fast Lines has grown. And Fast Lines National Accounts has grown. And Nerds to Co. is growing. So um, if everybody showed up at one day, I'm not sure what I would do. I don't have enough space. <laughs> what about your franchisees? I would I would assume that there was some attrition along the way. You got a lot of people that probably knew how to run, you know, operate a business and and meet people and, and greet and stimulate business, but probably didn't know how to do the accounting as well as they should have. 
<laughs> well, um, we part of our model is for every franchisee to have, um, you know, QuickBooks Online integrated with their point of sale system using our chart of accounts. Uh, and then we have uh, a uh, KPI reporting system called Profit Keeper that syncs with their QuickBooks Online. So we can bring a lot of value to the franchisee who might not know what they're doing. Surprisingly, um, we only lost three or four locations through the pandemic. No kidding. Um, it, our business is extremely resilient. Uh, we're essential. We were providing value for essential businesses and great value with what would I think every business is essential. I mean, I don't know how to, right. how anybody could say one business isn't essential, but those that were deemed less essential when they came back, we were there to help. And I see, you know, everything's back. I mean, the concert scene right now is huge. The event scene is huge. Uh, most conventions I've been to this year, and I think I've been to six, have some of the have the highest attendance they've ever had. Higher than pre-COVID, I think people are just yearning for that benefit of getting back together yeah, and yeah. learning from each other and yeah. sharing ideas. There's a name for it. They call it revenge travels. So, so, so you've got last. Last I saw revenge travel is vacation. <laughs> that's true. Last I saw, you had something like something approaching a thousand locations, nine different countries. Where's the growth? Where are you growing now? I mean, you're already well, in all the states. The, right? the vast, the vast majority of our growth is in the U.S. There have been some countries, you know, Australia, the U.K., that really were hit dramatically worse by COVID than we were from the shutdowns and those kinds of things. But you know, we're at 1,100 locations now. We've continued to add lots and lots of my salon suites, in part because the leases were already signed and construction was underway. Uh, we're also converting existing salon suite businesses to our brand with appropriate franchisees. And we're also dramatically growing our corporate-owned My Salon Suite locations. Uh, and we're looking at, you know, in two re two areas where we have no My Salon Suites. Uh, in one area, we found a, an independent salon suite chain that we're looking to buy and convert all as to company-owned mm. My Salon Suites in another city with five locations. So, you know, we're looking to uh, continue to grow the My Salon Suite business. I think it's a, a real value that stylists and estheticians can own their own business, be their own boss, control their hours, decorate the space they want to, uh, you know, take the clients they want, not be limited by a mall hours or a salon's hours. It's really a great thing for uh, particularly, you know, yep. moms who uh, want have to earn a living and want to have some flexibility in their schedule. Seems like a great brand. I, I I guess the bottom line lesson is, we adapt, and and that is the great thing that you're tested and you adapt and you continue. And like I said, your case coming back stronger than ever. Catherine Monson is the CEO of Propelled Brands. Always enjoy our conversations. Thank you, man. Thank you, David. Great talking to you. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com. Slash CEO, I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.